Today's scripture is a familiar one, Matthew 28, 16 through 20, where we hear of the Great Commission. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I was sitting with another pastor in a Waffle House, something like that, and the server came up and found out we were pastors, and the first thing she asked was, well, one of you baptize my baby, and of course, we both jumped at that. We were getting ready to arm wrestle for it, and she said, I just want my baby baptized in the name of Jesus, but... I can't find a pastor who will do that. And I pulled out Matthew 28, happened to have my Bible with me. I, I believe if you don't walk in this world with a Bible, you're walking around unarmed. And I went to Matthew 28 where it talks about, and baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I looked at her and I said, we were commanded by our Lord to baptize in, with all three, not just one, do you want a full baptism or do you want your baby blessed only by a third? Never heard from her again. <laughs> I just knew she was going to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, come in church the next Sunday and testify and witness to the goodness of God and nothing. But the seed had been planted. And she knew there were two pastors who cared about her and who cared about that child. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your great commission. Keep us strong. Keep us inspired. Keep us moving. Keep us doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A man walked up to a coffee vending machine. All he wanted was a cup of coffee. And so he put his coins in the machine. He pressed all the right buttons. He added double cream and sugar for good measure. The machine started whirring. But no cup appeared. The nozzles went into action, squirting out coffee, cream, and sugar. Straight out of the machine and down the drain, every single drop of it. Then you know what happened? The machine turned off and an empty cup dropped onto the pad. The man turned to the person waiting behind in line and said, 
Now that is real automation. This machine even drinks it for you. (laughs) Some Christians, I fear, are living a vending machine kind of discipleship. You and I have been given the great privilege of being the cup, the holder of God's most precious gifts, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of God's unconditional love. We have the power to forgive others in Jesus' name. Are you aware of that? Do you know how powerful that is? We are the bearers of God's grace poured into us so we can pour these gifts into the world. But if the cups aren't ready and waiting, in the right place at the right time, if we aren't listening for God's will, searching and seeking God's purpose for our lives, God is pouring, but we aren't receiving. And how many disciples, this is why this is so serious, how many disciples go unmade because we weren't keeping first things first? Keeping God and the great commission to make disciples at the forefront of everything we do and everything we say. How many Billy Grahams went unmade because we in the church are better at making excuses than we are at making disciples? How many Phil Suggs and Dallas Bolins went unmade because we weren't ready to do the great work of evangelism. How many Aubrey Smiths and Patty Griffith Falaz never happened because Christians have kept God's love, God's grace, and the Holy Spirit for themselves instead of pouring such sacred gifts into the world. Think of all of the human lives these people have touched in a lifetime. These five that I mentioned, only five. Think of the profound changes they made in other people's lives. Lives that are changed forever. And I only mentioned those five. But how many people have had their lives changed by them? Hundreds? Thousands? Tens of thousands? How many lives have they impacted with God's love, grace, and the Holy Spirit? And how many lives will those people change? This is so serious because it is a sacred calling. It's our sacred work, God-given work. 
This is so serious that one pastor said, any church that is not seriously involved in helping fulfill the Great Commission, making disciples, has forfeited its biblical right to exist. Let me put it a little more simply. Any church not working to make disciples has given up its right to exist. We will never change the world by going to church. Don't get me wrong, I still want you to keep coming. But that's not what's going to change the world. We are only going to change the world by being the church. By making the last commission of Jesus the first mission of our lives. To make disciples. Let me ask you what might be a hard question, and then I will share good news. When you get to heaven, how many other people will come running, throwing their arms around you and say, I'm here because of you? How many people active in God's church today can come running, throwing their arms around you, saying, I'm here and I know Jesus because of you? Hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, one, just one. Now for the good news. None of us have to look very hard or very far to find someone who needs to hear about Jesus' love. Run Hutchcraft said, we all are part of a tribe. You might be part of the mom tribe, and moms listen to other moms. You might be part of the bicycle tribe, and riders listen to other riders. You might be part of the Miata tribe, or the Clemson tribe, or that other school tribe, or the cancer survivor tribe, or the teacher tribe, or even the preacher tribe. We live our lives connected, connected by occupations, or educations, or hobbies, or even generations or where we're from, or military background. We have been positioned perfectly by God to represent Christ to our people. In neighborhoods, in clubs, on horse farms, in singing groups, wherever it is we walk, and live in the world. I want you to realize this. At the beginning of his earthly ministry, Jesus said, follow me. 
and I will make you fishers of people. At the end of his earthly ministry, Jesus said, Go, make disciples. To them. He said, go and make disciples. To us, he says, go and make disciples. When our niece was just a little thing, she and Sissy were at Myrtle Beach. And she kept pulling on Sissy's arm all day long. Sissy, Sissy, let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. Sissy kept telling her, it's too late. We'll go tomorrow. Let's go to the beach, Sissy. Come on, Sissy. Let's go to the beach. Allison, it's too late. So they went to the beach. And she grabbed Sissy's hand, pulling her through the sand, and said, See, Sissy, it's not too late. The water is still turned on. That's the world's largest water park to a child. People of God, the living waters of our faith are still turned on. God's love, God's grace, and the might of the Holy Spirit roll over us like crashing waves, coming and coming relentlessly calling us to be disciples that make disciples. May God fill us. May we be faithful cups poured out God's gift to the world. Amen.